Welcome to the podcast. Hopefully you all are doing amazing out there. It's been a while since I've actually produced an episode and I'm going to make an effort to come back and produce a weekly episode based on health, wealth, relationships, or whatever's on my mind. I think at this point, I want to make what I'm talking about less focused on some specific niche and some specific topic and make it more focused on the thoughts that I have. And so this is going to sort of be a, the podcast moving forward is going to be sort of a confessions or a diary of a CEO. Like, what am I doing? What am I thinking about? All that kind of stuff to create the podcast that I'm really proud of and the podcast that I really want to do and produce. And it's going to be excited. I think exciting. I think you're all going to like it. I'm always open to feedback. If you have feedback for me, just go to Chandler, send me an email, Chandler at stoneagefield.com or Instagram.com forward slash Chandler underscore SAF. And I'm always happy to hear feedback if you liked it, if you didn't and everything in between. But to get started, what I wanted to talk about today was a topic that I find really interesting. It's a topic that you can use to optimize efficiency for both business owners and people in regular regu regular everyday life. And so what, what I'm gonna talk about today are six Japanese techniques that you can use right now to remove procrastination and optimize your efficiency as a business owner, optimize your efficiency at living your life, optimizing your efficiency just to be whole, healthy, happy, and moving to a place to where you're excited about where you're going. Me personally, I follow all of these. I think they're just, they're a profound set of ideas. And I think the idea is something that we all need to embrace and really strive to achieve and really focus on as, as a part of building and growing our lives to the next level. So the first one that I want to talk about, is called Ikigai. And if I butcher these, I'm sorry in advance if, if someone can't handle it. If the grammar police show up at my door and send me to Guantanamo Bay, oh, I just, I hope you all miss me. But anyway, the first one is Ikigai. So the concept behind this is you want to find your purpose, find your direction, find your meaning, and find your philosophy in life. Like, why are you here? It's not just about what do I do for work. It's not about how much money do I make. It's not the fact that I'm a dad or a mom or anything in between. It's why are you here? What even, what purpose do you have on this planet? What purpose do you want to provide for yourself to be on this planet? What makes you, you? What makes you unique? Why? Are you different than another person? Why are you doing something that is valuable to yourself? What makes you valuable to you? And are your actions aligning with your values? I often have clients lay out a values beliefs worksheet and they have to put down what their most important values are. So you're looking at like faith, family, finances, business, all that kind of stuff, spirituality, whatever. And then next to it, they have to put how closely they're living up to those values. And you'll, you'll find the stark difference behind or between what our important values are and actually how closely we're living up to those values. Often the values that we find are the most, that are the most important are not really the values that we're actually living up to. So that's actually a big wake up call. So I encourage everybody to write down what the most important values are to you. And then next to it, one through 10, how closely are you living up to those values? And if you find yourself not living up to those values in a way that you want to, well, then you can take those and you can piece them out and step-by-step step adjust and modify so you change your life and adjust the trajectory of where you're headed so that way you are aligned closer towards those values. The next one that I want to talk about is Kaizen, number two. And so this isn't really, this is about the micro goals. It's not really about the big goal. A lot of us will set these big goals, but then it becomes too hard to achieve. It becomes impossible because it seems like it's such a big lofty thing that's so far out that we're never going to get there and it's going to be impossible to achieve because there's so many steps. So when we follow this philosophy behind Kaizen, it's about achieving small micro improvements 
basically every single day. You see, progress here is perfection. And achieving a small amount of progress every day leads to the, to the motivation to be able to conquer big goals. If you look at the big, hairy goal, it seems like it's way too far off and we'll lose motivation on the way there because it just seems like it's going to be impossible to achieve. But if you break that big goal down into micro steps, and you achieve those little tiny steps once every day, one new step every single day, every single day, every single day. Those little steps become bigger pieces of the overall goal and you, you gain much more motivation to be able to actually achieve that big goal. So the next one that I wanna talk about is Pomodoro. For me, this is really the ultimate time management and scheduling technique because what it does is it keeps me from getting burned out, making mistakes, getting angry, getting frustrated, and then continuously pushing myself into a place where I'm not making the best decisions possible. So think about it. You're working. You've, you've spent six hours working on a project or you've spent a significant amount of time working on a project. You're starting to make mistakes. You're getting tired. You're yawning. You say you need coffee. You're drinking coffee. It's not working. You start to make these little mistakes. You make another mistake. You get more and more frustrated. All of a sudden, you're ready to explode and the mistakes just keep piling up. Well, with Pomodoro technique, what I like to do is, is I just simply block out 25 minutes of work and then five minutes of rest. So I'll work for 20 to 25 minutes and then I'll rest for about five minutes. And then what I do in, on top of that is I create that into blocks throughout my day. So a 30 minute block, a 30 minute segment is one block. So if I work for 30 minutes, that's one block. Then what I can do in order to organize my day is I take these 30 minute blocks and I outline them with red, yellow, and green tasks. Red tasks tasks I, I need to, I have to accomplish these today, it's important. Yellow tasks I can do if I finish my red and green tasks, I'm either going to outsource them and hire someone to do it, or those are the things that kind of just get left on the sidelines because they're not that important. So red is critical, yellow is moderate, green is, eh, who cares, I'll get to it whenever. And if I can organize my day, if, for example, if say in a day you have 30 minute blocks, you have 31, 32, 30, let's say we have seven, six or seven blocks in a day. So then I can say, okay, a majority, 60% of those are going to go towards red tasks. And then I can put like 30% of those towards yellow tasks and then maybe 10% towards green tasks. But if I don't finish my red tasks, then that just bleeds over and I keep doing red tasks into my yellow blocks. So that way what this does is it allows me to number one, segment my day in a way to where I can effectively plan for what I'm going to do and effectively have a day planned out. So my day's not chaotic 24 seven, which massively increases my efficiency. It also allows me to actually schedule in rest and schedule in breaks in my workday, which also puts me in a place to where I'm not working so hard that I burn out and I'm working so hard that I make mistakes and I start to fall apart. So the next one that I want to look at is what we call Wabi Sabi. And what this really is, is it's embracing imperfection. Because when you think about chasing perfection, a lot of people chase perfection. They, they, it has to be perfect. It has to be done right. They can't do it wrong. It's never going to work out if it's wrong. So they keep doing it and they keep doing it and they keep doing it. But then what happens is they're frozen. They're not able to take action because everything they do gets so stuck on trying to be perfect. And then they beat themselves up over these little mistakes. And then because they're so frozen by chasing this perfection, they never actually take action. They never actually get anywhere. They never actually do anything. They never actually make a decision. And my philosophy here is, here is progress is made through mistakes. Mistakes and making mistakes and learning what you did on the way and celebrating the process is ultimately the path that leads to mastery. It's ultimately the path that leads you to be able to make mistakes without all the information that you have at hand and being able to put yourself in a place where you're comfortable with making mistakes because you know you can learn from those mistakes and you can grow. 
we ultimately learn how to become masters at our craft, masters of what we're doing, masters of our life because of the mistakes we've made along the way that we've learned not to make any more. If we fail to make those mistakes, if we're constantly trying to be perfect, we're never going to be in a place where we're actually going to be comfortable with the direction that we're headed because we don't really even know where we're going. So then number five is what I call harahachi. And really what this is, this is really, this is super, this is incredible for me. This is where we focus on eating small meals throughout the day. We only eat to about 80% satiety. So when, when you look at the way I, I eat and the, the diet that I follow, I wake up in the morning and I have a small breakfast. Then two hours later, I have another meal. Two hours later, I have another meal. Two hours later, I have another meal. And these are small meals. These meals aren't like these giant, like five, six, 700 calorie meals. They're like maybe two, 300 calorie meals. So then what I can do is I eat small meals throughout the day. I eat till I'm about 80% full. And then by the time the next meal comes, I'm just a little bit hungry and then I do it again. So I'm just keeping myself on the edge as I go. And what this prevents is it prevents me from overeating and bursting at the seams. It prevents me from putting myself in a place where I'm not eating in the best way possible because I'm eating too much. Then I start getting the afternoon burnout. I start to fall apart. I get tired. And then eventually what happens if you eat these big meals is you gain weight. So by eating these small meals and focusing on stretching them out throughout the day and only eating to about 80% satiety, you're able to manage how much you weigh and you're able to manage ultimately your, your nutritional plan without having to focus on like diets and, and crazy restriction and do all this stuff and say that you should eat well and that you need to eat well because what happens is you create a pattern and humans are creatures of habit. So if I create this habit and this pattern of eating where I'm doing this every two hours, the same day, same time, same, same thing every day, every two hours, then my body develops and learns from this habit. My body actually gets used to this habit. And I recognize during this process that I don't, in fact, need to eat as much as most people need to eat. I don't need these massive meals. In fact, when you look at studies with rodents, it's shown that overeating actually significantly reduces their lifespan. So what we're doing with this is we're trying to increase the longevity of life that we have. We're trying to increase the efficiency of how our metabolism operates. And we're putting ourselves in a place where we don't have to actually do diets and focus on crazy restriction in order to manage and maintain weight because we're able to maintain it through the metabolic management of keeping these small meals in check and only eating to about 80% satiety throughout the day. And then by creating a pattern and a habit of doing this, it puts me in a place to where now I can consistently do this and I don't have to think about it. So then the last thing that I want to want to look at is number six, which is called Shoshin or Shoshin. However, like I said, if the grammar police are here, I'm going to Guantanamo Bay tomorrow. But you want to approach every task like a beginner. So you see, it's funny how humans we tend to have this strategy and we, we tend to overcomplicate things to the extreme. We'll build something and all of a sudden there's 55 steps. We'll build something and all of a sudden there's 900 steps. We're overthinking it. We're putting more into it. We've looked at it again. We've adjusted it again. We've modified it again. We've added another step. We've added another step. And a lot of what we're doing turns into this like Frankenstein monster that's unable to actually get off the ground because there's so many steps. And if one thing breaks, 10 other things break. So what I like to focus on is when I start a task, I, I, would, I like to ask myself, what would someone do here who had no idea what was happening? And how would they approach this? They would approach this in a way to where they try to do it in the simplest way possible because they don't know enough about it to actually get complicated into it. And ultimately, the truest expression of mastery, in my opinion, is approaching tasks and being, being able to communicate with people like a beginner. Uh, the ultimate pursuit or the ultimate ability to showcase masteries, to be able to speak in a way to where everybody can understand you. You can speak to kindergartners and they can understand what you're saying. And so that's what we want to focus here. We want to say, okay, here's a problem. Let's outline this problem that we have. Now, how many steps are in this problem? Okay, well now how can I remove two, three, four, five, six steps and remove this down to 
essentially reduce the potential for failure by removing the, mo the most steps possible. And so that's putting me into a place where I'm taking the complex and I'm ultra simplifying it. And what this allows me to do is make less mistakes because there's less steps and there's less chance of something breaking because there's less steps in the process. So in terms of process management and how we approach this, what we really want to focus on and look at is, okay, we want to map it out. We can write it out with a pen. We can write it out on our phones, on our, on, on, on our iPhones. We can write it out in our notepad. We can write it out in like a mind mapping software. But we want to write it out and say, okay, here's step one, step two, step three, step four. It's as easy as picking up a pen and just starting to jot down what it is. And then ultimately going through it and say, okay, what could be removed here? Can we get to, from a point A to point B by removing point C, by removing point D? How do we remove different and specific points and still get to the end and put ourselves in a place to where now we're not going to make mistakes and have problems because we've reduced the amount of steps and thereby reducing the amount of steps we've reduced the incidence of problems and complications arising because we're removing the complication of our process and so when you approach the task like a beginner we say okay how can i remove steps here if i didn't know anything about this and if i didn't know what i was doing if i didn't have this little bit this micro technical knowledge that goes into the granular of every single aspect of this subject how would i approach this if I didn't understand this, what would I take away so it's easy for me to understand and how could I get myself from point A to point Z in the simplest way possible because I don't have that understanding of the intricacies of involved. So ultimately, that's how I approach problem solving. It's approach every task like a beginner, have the mindset of a beginner, try not to overcomplicate problems and recognize that when you are overcomplicating, what you need to do is take a step back and look at what you can remove from the equation in order to ultra simplify what you're doing. So that's all of them. In a nutshell, we've got Ikigai, find your purpose, find your direction, find your meaning and philosophy. Why are you even here? We've got Kaizen, number two. It's not about the big goal. It's about small micro improvements every single day. Number three, we've got Pomodoro. It's the ultimate time management and scheduling technique. Number three, we, or four, we've got Wabi Sabi, embrace imperfection. Per chasing perfection leads to being frozen and really unable to take any action. Number five, we got Harahachi, eat small meals throughout the day and only eat to about 80% satiety. Number six, we've got Shashin or Shoshin, approach every task like a beginner, remove steps and try not to overcomplicate processes. So I hope this was helpful. If you found this valuable, just Make sure you go to iTunes or wherever you're watching this and give me a five-star review if you really enjoyed it. If you want to follow me, just go to Instagram.com forward slash Chandler underscore SAF, and you can follow my thoughts, my beliefs, my philosophies, and everything that I'm doing on Instagram. So thank you again. Appreciate you all, and I will talk to you next week.